Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now, here's your host, my dad, Ryan Scott. Hey, 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 welcome back, Big Ed Idea Podcast listeners. Um, you know, once again, this is Ryan Scott, and uh, I've got to tell you, pretty excited. Um, this has been an episode that we have had um, on the books for probably a month-ish, um, but because of his schedule, my schedule, everything else, we've had to wait until um, today to do it. Um, so as I speak to you, it is Sunday evening, um, and I am, am coming off um, just a remarkable weekend Um for, for one, my girls got to start back playing soccer, um, which is just awesome in itself coming out of this COVID stuff, hopefully um, getting a little sense of normalcy back. Um, and so this spring, I am coaching two of my girls, a U8 team and a U10 team. And it's just, you know, it's just awesome um, to get them back on the field. Um, but then also another really big event, um, my oldest, Madison, she went to her senior prom on Saturday night, and as part of our senior prom here, um, the daddy-daughter get to waltz, and so for the last month, we've been practicing the waltz, and so last night um, was kind of the uh, icing on the cake for all of that, and um, I'll tell you, it is, it's awesome being a dad, but being, it's, it's pretty hard um, as far as emotions, and I, never, and, and I never expected it to be as emotional as it was, but... Um, yeah, it was a great weekend. Um, and also, you know, it's Sunday night and I get to have my buddy um, who we've known each other since this whole COVID stuff started over a year ago. And so um, I'm going to welcome my friend Raymond Porton on the show this evening. Ray, as most of you know, is a husband, is a dad, is the proud principal, and, and I do mean proud, principal of Indian Hill Elementary in Round Lake, Illinois. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar or aren't the geography whizzes, um, that is in the northern part of the Illinois, and I believe it's a suburb of Chicago as well. Um, he is a guest blogger for the Teach Better team. He is the host of Life's Exponential Impact podcast, and jokingly, but Seriously, he is the production assistant for the Live in the Online Life podcast, which his son, uh, actually sons, run. Um, and so without further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend, Ray. Ray, thank you for being on. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I've been really looking forward to this. Oh, good, man. Yeah, me too. You know, we've, uh, we got to, I guess we, we first met on the Men and Ed Facebook group, uh, which our good buddy, Hal Bowman, uh, put together back in March. Um, he kind of started all of this. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think um, without Hal and the men and Ed, I don't know if my PLN would have grown like it is. I don't know if I'd know people like you and, and man, the, all the guys and, and women that I've been uh, communicating with and working with over the last year. Um, and I don't know that I'd be doing things like podcasting and blogging and any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I can, I can honestly say Hal was the initial uh, reason for the ripple effect that's gone through my life. That's for sure. That's exactly right. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't even know what a PLN was. 
Um, I was primarily a Facebook user. I kind of dabbled in the Twitter world. Um, but yeah, Hal, if you're listening, thank you very much, man. Um, I know the, the, the stated purpose of your Facebook group was to kind of, you know, get men in education together. And so uh, that's what you've done. And I appreciate it. And Ray, it's been awesome uh, meeting you. Yeah, I, you know, like you said, didn't know the PLN. Um, Jeff Prickett's been telling me for probably 10 years, I needed to grow my PLN. And I just kept, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it, last March, he said, hey, why don't you join this group? And I finally took him up on something and finally uh, grow my <laughs> PLN. And honestly, if it weren't for the PLN and everything going on, I don't know how this last year would have been for me. Um, you guys have been, everybody's in my PLN has just been such a bright spot in my life and in uh, everything that it's been really, uh, it's been great. It's been so beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as, as someone who uh, definitely suffers from anxiety and um, some of those things, the pandemic uh, was not an easy thing to go through. Um, and I guess, you know, we're still technically going through it, but I know those early months um, were really scary. And so to be able to connect with all of, with you and with Jeff and with Martin and with, um, you know, I'm thinking um, of my, of my buddy, John Conan and, um, just some of the other guys that have been on this group have really, really, really um, helped me get through some through a tough challenge, you know, a tough time. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. So um, we, we talked a little bit, I, or I introduced you as the host of uh, Life's Exponential Impact podcast. So I want to make sure that the listeners out there, if they haven't already, um, know just a little bit about what that podcast is all about. Yeah. So, um, and that's kind of going into my big ad idea too, but okay, cool. the idea is, is one person can have an impact on the world. Um, and, and our individual impacts are exponential when you really look at them. And so, um, the concept is, is if a person has an interaction, a first interaction with up to 77,000 people in their lifetime, if you make a if that interaction is positive and you make a positive impact on every one of those people, and then they do that, and then they do, they do that. And you keep multiplying that out exponentially. Really one person could change the world by just changing the lives of the people they interact with and just continually growing it. And so it's kind of that ripple effect of if I throw a rock in the water and it ripples and it keeps rippling, you know, how big good it could grow. And so that's, that's what it is. And so, uh, yeah, my, uh, my assistant principal friend, John Randolph and I, um, we just, we, we sit around, we talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you can do every day. The idea, you don't have to be somebody in leadership, somebody special to change the world. Anybody can. And so we talk about that. We, we interview people. We're looking forward to getting you on the show um, and just get the impact you're having with interviewing people and getting your ideas out there, how that's causing that ripple effect and, and creating uh, change in the world. So that's, that's what we do. And that's what we talk about. It's, it's been great. Very cool. So I don't want to talk about the subject matter because, because like you said, it is actually going to be pretty much what we talk about for the whole show. Um, but I do say, or I do want to say, uh, I definitely want to get John on my podcast. Um, I follow him and I, I really, I really like him. And I, I think he stands for a lot of the same things that I do. And so maybe you can put a bug in him. Um, let him know, you know, I am, I've got a spot reserved for him. I will, I will see him tomorrow and I will let him know. All right, I'm sure man. he'll look forward to it. Great, great. Um, so the first kind of 
it's not really a question, but it kind of is, you know, as uh, someone who had a non-traditional route into the educational world, I'm very interested in how folks found education. Um, some, some people, it was a straight line. Some people, it was really curvy. Um, so I'd love to know, you know, what led you into the world of education? Uh, honestly, I had one of those straight lines. Um, yeah. So in high school, I always helped my dad coach my little brother's uh, sports teams, uh, whether it was football, baseball, basketball. Um, I always loved working with kids. And my junior in high school, I was sitting in biology class. I remember it, Miss Smarr. Um, was my first class junior year. Um, and we had morning announcements and there was an announcement that came over about if you're interested in the golden apple scholarship, you know, um, see your counselor. And I went down to my counselor it was about an education scholarship. I asked him what it is. He's like, I have never heard of it. Let me look into it. Um, so we, we researched a little bit and it's a scholarship where if you get it, golden apple foundation, um, would pay for you to go to one of 22 Illinois state schools is about $20,000 total, you know, 5,000 a year. And then they gave you a little bit for summer stuff. Um, and then the, the back side of it was once you got out, you had to teach in a school of need for five years. Oh, sweet. And so I looked into what school of needs were, um, and realized that they were, there were a lot of them and they were, you know, wasn't that something I was afraid to do. So I, uh, I told him like, Hey, if you, if you, if you'd feel up to it, go ahead and nominate me. Sign me uh, up. So he did. Yeah. He, he nominated me. Um, I remember getting the packet in the mail. I had to write 12 essays and get like three letters of recommendation, uh, a whole big, uh, application interview process. And I almost didn't do it. I mean, I was a junior in high school playing sports, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Um, but I did. And I, uh, I remember when I went in for the interviews, I had just got done working at uh, fifth, was it fifth grade summer camp that we took our fifth graders on and our juniors in high school, seniors in high school got to go and chaperone it for the weekend. Um, and I just got done working it. And the whole time I was working it, I was in charge of the tie dye station. So my hands were bright purple <laughs> from the tie dye. And I had to go in an interview for my very first ever interview. Um, and I went in and interviewed for the scholarship and ended up receiving it. So uh, I went to Western Illinois. Um, I got to teach at Brentano Math and Science over the summer. My first summer out of high school, I got I was teaching summer school with as like a student teacher. Um, I got to teach at South Loop Elementary uh, my second summer. And it's been amazing. And uh, it kind of was my first experience as a PLN. Because yeah. like these are all right. people I still keep in touch with. They're all in education. We all talk. Um, but I didn't realize it as that. But uh, so that's how I did it. I went to school for elementary ed. And uh, I ended up coming out of uh, Western teaching fifth grade. And then I went up to middle school and middle school dean. And then um, went and I uh, was an assistant principal at the middle school. And now I'm an elementary school principal. So I love that's it. Awesome. That's awesome. So I got why you were saying that I was I was one question really came to mind. Like when you sat down in that interview with your purple hands, did they ask you like, dude, why are your hands purple? Yeah. So, um, so also remember this is nineties, you know, late nineties, mid to late nineties. So my suit that I had bought for a dance, one of those years was like an <laughs> olive green, not even olive. It was like more like almost like a teal green. It was like ugly. I mean, it was really ugly. Um, so I had this greenish suit on and purple hands. And so I was so self-conscious about it. Like I walked in and as I was shaking their hands, I was like, just so you know, and I had to tell them like, just to get it out there, like my hands are purple. Cause I've been working at summer camp or at a camp with kids doing tie dye, you know? So I figured that was a bonus in my favor that yeah, I was absolutely. Uh, working with kids. Um, 
but yeah, like I'm like, I'm standing there in front of these people with my hands, just, I mean, bright purple. It was, it was weird, but yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, it was an amazing, uh, experience. I'm so glad I went through it. Listen, uh, I'm a big proponent of first impressions. Um, and, and I would say, honestly, if I had a dude come in with a, uh, bright green, you know, suit and purple hands, I'd be like, this is the guy we need to hire because obviously he is all in it for kids and uh, he might be on the same level as the kids. Yeah. I'm always, I, that's one of the things I love about being in education is I just love that. I don't have to fully grow up. Like I can just have fun, you know, like, uh, um, just, I don't know. I could just be a kid at heart. Um, and, and just, you know, relate and connect. And so that's, uh, that's one of the things I love about education. Love working with kids. You better believe it, man. Um, all right, dude, uh, let's jump into what we call the two for two. So this is a segment that I, um, honestly just want to model that connections before content piece, um, that you and I definitely, um, believe in that, you know, you've got to you got to know somebody before you can really dive, dive into um, the content or the meat of what you're talking about. So my first question for you is, would you rather have a rewind or a pause button on your life? Wow. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go with a pause button. Okay. Um, I, I love the idea of a rewind button because there's things I would love to enjoy again. Um, but when I think of rewind button, the first thing I think of is like trying to change things or make sure. things better. And sure. I think we all get to where we are for a reason and we live yeah. the experiences we live for a reason. So I'd say a pause because uh, as you uh, witnessed or experienced this weekend, like our kids are growing up so fast, like, and, and every moment with them, I enjoy. And so uh, if I could pause it and just have some more time with them, or just to slow down a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I've got to say, this is the very first episode that I'm using a would you rather question. Um, a good buddy of mine, he lives up in Wisconsin. And every time we get together, one of the things we love to do is would you rather uh, questions. So I wanted to make sure I added it. Um, so we're going a little bit different than previous episodes. So, all right. Um, number two, if you could be a professional, in any sport, what sport and why? NFL. NFL in a heartbeat. NFL football. I um are you a Bears guy? I'm a Bears guy. I'm a Bears fan. I know they're not very good all the time and no, we don't okay. have a quarterback, but that's okay. Um, but no, I, I love the NFL. I could sit and watch NFL. I could, you know, uh I used to coach football. Um and that was always a, a dream of mine was to play or coach in the NFL. So it would be NFL in a heartbeat. I'm a huge NFL football fan. So you may not know this. I'm a huge football I, fan. You may not know this, but I actually went to high school with Jay Cutler. I did know that. You had told me that because um, you were both from Santa Claus, Indiana, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Um, I actually played on a soccer team with him when we were kids. His dad and my dad coached the team. Um, but yeah, that's... It is so cool. You know, they say, uh, what is it? The six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Um, it's yeah, really, yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. The connections, um, sometimes that you find, but, um, so like if I could do any pro sport, um, you know, first you would think it's soccer. Cause I've 
literally been involved in soccer in every level, coached it, refed it. Um, but honestly, I would want to do rugby. Um, I have really got into rugby because it's like the perfect mix between football and soccer. Um, you know, you get to hit people really hard and there's no pads. Um, but those guys are just beasts. Yeah. They're, uh, all the rugby players I've ever known. Um, there, there's a little bit of craziness in them. Um, and, and that's okay. But yeah, there's a little, little craziness in them. Well, some of the craziest people I ever met were the women rugby players at the college I went to. Um, those girls could throw down and you did not mess with. So I didn't. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can totally imagine. And uh, for any of my listeners, if you hear me sniffling, I sincerely apologize. Um, I mowed all weekend and this season is just just takes a toll on my allergy so i apologize if you hear any sniffling but but folks this is real life whether you know it or not um so ray what questions do you have for me so i get two questions for you so my yeah. first one and you see so you said would you rather's and my boys and my wife and i every night at dinner we we give each other would you rather questions so oh, sweet. i'm a huge fan of would you rather's um so the first is a would you rather so it's would you rather go forward or backward in time so if you could go forward in time or a hundred years say or backward in time a hundred years which would you choose okay so if i went backwards that would be 1921 okay and if i went forwards that would be oh gosh 3021 Ooh, i'll be honest i am a huge 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 um history buff my favorite part of history is the industrial revolution um particularly from 1864 to um 1920-ish so i would love to look particularly to go back and look what small town america looked like um in 1921 i just think i i would love to go back and look at it so absolutely right. absolutely backwards see i would go backwards too i'm a huge history guy also um I usually follow that question up with, if you could go back in time to any decade or era, where would you go? Um, and and then usually it's around the roaring 20s or something, yeah. or medieval times, depending on when in medieval times I could be, like, or what, I get not when, but what class I could be, because I don't sure. want to go back and be a pet. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I'm sorry, no serfs here. That would just, no. that's a life that I don't think I would choose. No, absolutely not. All right, so then my next question, though, is... If you were to right now pick one song that you thinks you think represents like your where you're at in life, what would it be? Hmm. Here comes the sun. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm I'm definitely a Beatles guy, and here comes the sun. Um, it's kind of just like you're in a great place you know like you can see what's coming is just beautiful and like i feel like um because I, I just turned 40 in january but i remember turning 30 and being absolutely scared of my 30s but when i turned 40 like this is an amazing time of my life i've got an amazing family my job rocks um i've got some great friends i just feel like i'm in a really good place um and so, um, yeah, here comes the sun, man. 
Awesome. Awesome. I would probably go because I try to always be positive and think I'd probably go with it's a great day to be alive. Yeah, you know, just, that's again, a good one too. That enjoy the day you're in, enjoy enjoy what you're doing and uh and make the best of it. So that's that's where I would go. Right on, man. Yeah, I always love music questions because I'm a huge music guy. Um, all right, man. So Ray, since you know me a little bit better and I know you a little bit better, let's go ahead and jump into the meat of this episode. Um, as we talk about every episode, um, this podcast, we try really hard to get people's visions out there into the edge sphere. Um, or onto the internet so that hopefully one person is listening and their passions get connected with one person's visions and it starts this you know this tsunami um, of awesomeness and then like you said the world gets changed Um, but before we can talk about your idea we kind of kind of need to know the backstory and you know what problem in education do you see that your idea hopes to alleviate so when i look at education now and and Again, it's the field I chose. It's the field I'm in. I love it. But I do see we put a lot of we put so much pressure on educators, on teachers, on administrators to make sure we're getting the curriculum and the standards and all that stuff done. Um, And while we know that's why we have school to learn, um, I think with that pressure sometimes comes where where there's just people don't feel that they have the opportunity to really make that emotional social connection and impact on on um on students on each other um and so you know when i look at it i just want us to make sure that we're keeping that at the forefront because you know i mean connection before content you know that if we're not connecting if we're not doing what we can to help the person we're working with that the education's not going to happen it's not going to happen to the level it could um and i mean you want to take it to to science i mean when you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs if people aren't feeling safe and taken care of and supported they're not ready to open themselves up to learn and to grow um and to challenge themselves so when i look at it it's a matter of and it's going to sound super simple but it's a matter of keeping the people in the forefront and making sure we're doing what we can every day to help the people we deal with um have a good day, have a good experience. Um, Jeff Prickett says it all the time. Uh, You know, he's a friend of ours. um, He's he's a a mentor of mine, but he says all the time, education is the biggest people job in the world. It's the biggest people profession in the world. Without people, you don't have education. That's right. So um, just keeping the people in the forefront. And so that, yeah, that, I mean, and, and I know teachers want to, I know educators, I know districts, they want that, but I know there's that pressure of the, the, well, are you meeting the standards? Are you growing? Are you, are, can we evaluate how good you're doing as a school and as a, as a, as a teacher and, and as a district? And, um, and with that, you know, then comes that need to meet those standards and meet it. And so I know, I mean, I have teachers all the time, like, we don't have time. We don't have time to, we don't have time to, cause they just feel like there's such a pressure to move, move, move through curriculum. Sure, sure. And so um, the thing I want to do is I want to make sure we're keeping that the people in the forefront. We're not forgetting that it is a people profession. Nice. Yeah. I would agree with you, man. And, and, and I don't know when, when that changed, um, you know, without going super deep and going super tangent. Um, I don't know if it's, it's all, because of high stakes testing. 
I don't know if it's um, when the textbook companies kind of took over. Uh, I'm not sure, but but yes, you are correct. I feel like, especially as a leader in a building, um, just that stress to get your kids to mastery um, of these standards. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It 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 kind of kind of takes away the time, I guess. And yeah. kind of yeah. Go ahead. No, I agree. And then I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're a former kindergarten guy. Yeah. I mean, I know you talk all the time about how much you love kindergarten and you look at the standards we put on kindergartners nowadays. Ridiculous. You know, my, I think, I think Illinois right now has like in the, the, the common core standards, I want to say there's like 90 some standards for kindergarten ELA, yeah. ELA yeah. alone. Yeah. Like, and you got kids that are just being their first time in school. First time. They don't even know letters yeah. and we're 97, 90 some standards. Like it's just, it's hard. And I feel for our teachers who are trying to do it. I think they're, they're doing the best they can and they're trying, but I think as educators, you know, and I always, you know, like I get stuck in it all the time where it's like, all right, we gotta, we gotta worry about the people. And then I also got people, you know, telling me like, well, we gotta worry about the curriculum. And, right. and I agree. It's a balance, you know, it's a, it, to take from Lindsay Titus is not a balance. It's a way to, we got to find a way to blend it. Yeah. Right. Got to blend it better. Um, Cause you're never going to balance everything out evenly. So you got to blend it better. So yeah, um, that's great. It, it's a, it's a tricky way uh, to do it. It's hard. It absolutely is. So with all of this stress um, and all of this, maybe the time constraints that, that are, that our folks that our teachers feel um, what is your idea? Kind of, like you said, how can we put our people first in education? So my idea is, is an education idea, but it's a, to me, it's a life idea. Um, you know, it, it, but it is the idea of that exponential impact we can have on people. And so my idea is just making sure that every interaction we have with someone, we try to improve their day. We try to do what we can to make that interaction a positive one. And in the hopes that that ripple effect where then they want to turn around and, and, you know, that paying it forward without that, it doesn't have to be a big action, but so every, every interaction, um, you know, I always talk about my, my secretaries, my office ladies, you know, you run a school that they run the school office ladies yeah, they, they have, run the school, yeah. They they, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I always tell them like, they're the director of first impressions. I actually got them name oh, plates made director of first impressions is what their nameplate reads. And there's two of them. And I always tell them, it does not matter what a parent comes in and talks to me about. It does not matter how that parent leaves my office. They're going to meet the secretary first, and they're going to say goodbye to the secretary when they leave. And if that interaction, those two little 30-second greetings and goodbyes are not positive, that's what the parent's going to remember. That's right. They're not going to remember the, the, the 20 minutes, the hour they're talking to me. They're going to remember those 30-second interactions. And so that's you know, those small interactions we have with people actually play almost a bigger role than the big, deep conversations and things that we have with them. That a lot of times it's those little interactions that mold how our days go. Um, and so in school, it's the same thing. I mean, it's in the world, but in the school, it's the same thing. How, you, how do you greet your students? You know, I mean, I know you and I both are huge fans of, of, of meeting our students at the door Absolutely. in the morning and saying goodbye to them at the end of the day. That's, That's exactly my favorite right. parts of my day yep. is because I get to see every kid. Um, and so, I mean, but that is, it's intentional too, that I'm going to be there. They know I'm there. They know they're going to get to see me. They know I'm going to give them that, you know, well, smile behind a mask, but they're going to, I'm going to smile. I'm, I'm going to be bubbly. I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to be there for them. Um, but I also, that's my chance to get my eyes on them and see like, how are they doing today? 
you know, and, and how's things going. And if, if I can make that a good interaction where that coming to school, that first interaction they have with someone at the door is good. Hopefully that makes a better interaction for them for the day with COVID. One of the negatives, you know, is, is we got to check in, we got to do all these things. So I have to check my staff. And when they show up at the day, I have to take their temperature. I have to do those things. I'm turning that into the same thing. Like, can I meet my staff and can I turn that into a positive for yeah, them or I'm meeting them at the door? It's an opportunity, you know? And so we were, I, you and I were on a group uh, on Boxer on Thursday where we were talking about the word Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally stole it from you, stole the idea on Friday when I met my staff at the door. I said Gucci to every one of them. And like, I hope they had a Gucci day. I hope they were Gucci. All this, you know, and, and they all laughed at me. They all thought I was ridiculous. But you know what? They all had a good 30 second interaction with me when they came through that door. Um, and, you know, my hope was if I have that positive interaction, then they turn around and they go back and they have positive interactions with each other, with students and, and it grows. And, and then, you know, if we can get students to feel good about what they're doing and feel good, what, are, what can we have them grow into? You know, how could, how could that help them grow? And, uh, and then we're looking at those big things of if you can really make that connection with kids, what what positive results can you get from it? You know, and what can you, what can, where can their lives go? No, I love, I absolutely love what you're saying because um, I've said it before. I love this concept of uh, pedagogy before, or sorry, psychology before pedagogy, um, that the pedagogy is super important. You know, yes, we, you know, we need to um, intentionally plan our lessons. Yes. We need to intentionally look at the standards. Yes. We need to backward design, but something I don't think we, maybe put as much intention into is like you said how can we deliver that content in a positive manner how can our interactions with our students be positive how can our interactions with our parents be positive um because i think i think you've hit it the nail on the head like if you spread a little positivity to your kids your kids are going to look forward to coming into your classroom your teachers are going to look forward to coming into your into your uh, school. And that in turn, like you said, is a snowball effect. Uh, so yes, I love, love, love that idea. Um, when, when we were getting ready for this uh, episode tonight, I just kept thinking about my number one favorite movie of all time, and that's Pay It Forward. Um, I absolutely love that movie. And I used to watch it with I think it was my third graders every year we'd watch it and we just talk about the concept about making the day better for somebody else. Um, so I love that you said like it, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. Um, it's just trying really hard to be positive. Yeah. We talk about it in our podcast, John and I, I mean, it could be something simple, we use the grocery store all the time because everybody goes to the grocery store. It's usually not something people look forward to. I mean, like I go every weekend and I'm not a huge fan of going to the grocery store, but it, yeah, you got to do it. That's and right. so we use it as the example all the time though. Like think about when you're at the grocery store, if you get in line to check out and you notice someone get in line behind you with just a couple items and you got a cart full, like I am always like, Hey, why don't you go in front of me? Absolutely. You know, like, um, you know, or I, I, how many times have I been in line and seen somebody, have, you know, the cashier having a rough time dealing with something, whether it's a, a coupon or something, you know, and people are like frustrated because they're taking too long, you know, and I, I always get up there and they're like, sorry, I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Know, where do I got to go? You know I mean? But I mean, those little interactions that you could have with somebody 
in that, that moment of saying, why don't you go in front of me? You know, maybe that just made that person's day just a little bit better and put them in a little bit better mood. So maybe now they're nice to that cashier when they get up there. Cause they didn't just have to wait behind my big cart full of stuff or maybe, you know, and you know, maybe they get in the car and they call someone and they, you know, they, they talk about how they just had a good experience and they are in a good mood now, you know? And so um, that's where we, we talk about how it just, anybody can do it and it could be something very simple um, or it can be something where you're extremely um, purposeful and you're, you're, you're like, I know I'm going to do for this today. Yeah. Um, so it might be that, you know, that somebody's having a rough day. So you make sure you're intentional. You go down, you talk to them. Maybe you give them a break. Maybe you cover them. Maybe you check and see how they're doing. You bring them a coffee, whatever it is, you know, um, those are ways that you can make that, that world a better place for that person. And then hopefully again, and it usually does happen. I know when somebody does something good for me, I'm more likely to, you know, like I'm, I'm more likely to do something. Um, you know, you always read about in the paper, how many people like they pay for the person behind them at Dunkin' Donuts. And then the strand, the, 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 the train of people that continue to do it, go on for hours, you know? Um, and it's just something simple like that. Like start it, be the first to do something, you know? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, I uh, am, a, am a firm believer of walking the gospel. Um, not, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring my faith in here, but, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to memorize scriptures, and it's another thing to be able to walk those scriptures. And what I think you're, you're really saying is, you know, let's, like you said, let's put people first. Like, mm-hmm. let's l- walk in people's shoes. Let's intentionally try to make things better for people. A um, couple of the things that I always do, like like when I go to the grocery, like kind of like you every single week, I always tell those people, thank you. I always tell them, um, I appreciate you. Um, when I have a really good server at a restaurant, I make sure to tell them like you are rocking it because they need to hear it. Um, today we had a very young referee that was refereeing my daughter's U8 game and she did a fabulous job and it didn't take any effort. I just walked over there after the game was like, look, you did a really good job. And for her, that probably really made her day. And so I love what you are saying is that it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be you paying somebody's electric bill for the month, or it doesn't have to be, you know, not that it's not a good thing, like going and serving at a homeless shelter. It doesn't have to be those kind of things. It can just be something simple as spreading your positivity yeah i mean you think about all the time i think if you were to ask whatever 100 people probably 100 of them would say they would like to find a way that they could help make the world a better place yeah but i think also probably 97 of them would say they don't know how yeah right that or what what kind of position are they in or who yeah, sure. are they to try to make a difference you know who who do i know what can i do well, you know what you can do? You can live your life and you can take care of the people that you interact with and make their day better. And guess what? If you do that and they do that and we all are doing that, then the world's going to be a better place. Um, you know, I mean, this stemmed, the whole idea stemmed from this summer when you and I, I mean, you and I were having some good conversations about some of the civil rights movements and some of the things going on in the country. And we both were feeling like, what can we do? Yeah. How can we do something? You know? And that's where the idea came to for me was like, what can I do? Well, I I might not be able to do, I'm not going to be able to legislate things. I can't do some of those big things that need to be done, 
but you know what I can do? I can make sure that the people that I interact with, their lives are better. Sure. And, the, and so that's where the whole idea really stemmed from is what can we do individually to make sure we're putting the people first in the world that we're not getting caught up in the day-to-day stuff that we all do. We all have stuff, but that we're, we're, we're making sure that we're putting people first. Yeah. And in education, it's so important. Again, it's a people business. Without people, we don't have, <laughs> I mean, it just, it doesn't exist. A sc- I've been in a school for most of the school year without staff and students <laughs> in it. It's not the same. It, it doesn't work. work the right yeah, way. Yeah. You know, um, it's great. Our teachers did a great job. Our students are still learning, but guess what? It doesn't work the same without them in the building, you know? And so um, that's, you know, I don't know. It, to me, I, in, like, I'll be honest, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, who are, who am I and that kind of stuff. And they're even coming on your podcast. One of my things is like, man, is this something that like, is, is this a worthwhile topic to be putting out there on, on the big ed idea, you know, yeah, like, absolutely and, is. but you know, I mean, it was, well, I can't, I got to walk the walk. If I walk the talk, if I'm saying that this is something that all of us can do, I got to come out here and do it. You know, I got to right. come out here and put it out there. That's right. And so for my listeners out there, um, I hope that you are hearing um, that Ray's idea is not this huge thing that you have to just, you know, prepare for every single day. And, um, you know, you wake up and you're like, okay, today I'm going to say hi to five. It doesn't have to be that. Um, It's just a mindset switch. It is that every interaction that you have for today is going to be as positive as possible. Um, Because I love what he is saying, because I really think I really think sometimes the small things are really big things. And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in 1% every day. You know, you can only improve 1% every day. But you know what? After 100 days of 1%, that equals 100%. So I can promise you, if tomorrow you wake up, or today, if you're listening in the morning, and you just make a concerted effort that you are going to be um, nice and positive to everyone you meet, look, I'm telling you, you're going to have an amazing day and everybody that you meet is going to have an amazing day. And believe it or not, you are changing the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and we, you know, we, one of our first topics when we talked about this, um, we also talked about the idea that like, sometimes it's not even the person you're interacting with. It's the person who watches you. Who yeah, sees you yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's that, that observer that also can see it and go, well, I want to be like that, or I want to do that. And I could, it could not have been more perfect, but I got done recording my first episode. Um, John and I were recording it and I came upstairs. I was all, you know, I mean, you, I'm sure you felt it geeked out about like, Oh my God, we just did a podcast, you know, and I was all excited. And I was telling my wife about it at the kitchen table and the boys were sitting there and my youngest one, third grader says, I want to do a podcast. And I thought he just wanted to play with the fancy mic and the camera, the, the microphone and the computer and everything. And so I started pushing him on. He goes, well, I want to make the world better too. Just like you are. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about this. So we ended up and he did, he started a podcast and then my fifth grader joined in with them and they got a podcast about what school is like with remote learning. And they've done everything from talking about cooking. They've interviewed Rob Breyer and Jeff Springer and, and, and they've, you know, they, they talked about what education is like now moving forward, Martin Silverman, his school just started a podcast with elementary school kids doing uh, a podcast. I saw that, what yeah. like, which I've heard it is fantastic. 
um, Mark Horner, he's got high school kids doing a podcast yep. Yep. and they both said that was because they heard my boys podcast. Now I'm not saying that for bragging rights. I'm saying that of the idea of you never know who's watching by me talking to my wife about doing a podcast. Now my son wants to do one. Then someone else hears their podcast and says, well, wait a minute, kids can do a podcast and they grow it. And who knows, maybe one of these kids, maybe one of mine, maybe one of, you know, Martin's, maybe one of Mark's, maybe one of these kids is going to go into broadcast someday or do, and yeah, sure. that thing was what started their, you know, them yeah. down that path. Maybe somebody heard them doing it, is going to listen to theirs and going to say, well, I want to do something like that. You know I mean? I don't know. It's just, you never know who's watching. You never know the impact it's going to have. So let's make sure we're always doing what we can to, to grow and to make it a play, a world that we want to show our kids and our families, our students our, our you know, everything. So um, that, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it couldn't have been more of a perfect, like, Oh my God, talk about the power <laughs> of like the ripple effect, you know, but um, that was a, God know, it wink, was a proud man. moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start to wind us down because I think we've, we pretty much uh, talked about this idea and, you know, uh, we have, I think this idea is great. And I think this, the world number one needs this idea. Um, we are definitely in a negative society where we are more polarized than ever before. Um, and if we would just, like you said, just take it upon ourselves to be a positive person. Um, a mad, I can just imagine those walls coming down just enough to where some real things could happen. Um, and so Rob, I or, sorry, not Rob. Why did I say Rob? You, you were talking about I threw Ray. Rob's name out there earlier. That's why. Brain fart. So, Ray, um, thank you for bringing this idea to us tonight. Um, I do agree. Most people want to change the world. I don't believe most people just want to slide through life working an, an eight to five job, go home, sit on the couch. You know, I, do, I don't believe that. I believe most people are altruistic. But I do believe that at some point in your life, um, we all stop dreaming because we are afraid it's not working um so i love what you're saying though just those small things can really become big things so ray um thank you so much for coming on tonight thank you so much for having me yeah man this has been a great idea um definitely one we need to hear definitely one our kids definitely need to hear and i think um for our education leaders or teachers, um, this is something just as simple as going into that classroom and spreading a little positivity because you never know. I know you know this, but you never know what your kids are coming from. So um, without further ado, I'm going to leave us. Actually, before we do that, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to get a hold of you. So if any of our listeners, maybe they want to be a guest um on the life's exponential impact or maybe they want you to be a guest on theirs or maybe they just want to talk um how can our friends out there in the edgesphere get a hold of you so either um on facebook they have uh life's exponential impact actually has a we have a page otherwise um raymond porton is you can find me on facebook on twitter um both those you can reach out um or, you know, I mean, honestly, email me rporton underscore d118 at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out here. I would love to connect and just, again, let's, let's work together and let's make the world a better place. That's exactly right. Um, so like I always do, I'm going to leave 
our listeners and you, Ray, I'm going to leave with a dreaming quote um, because kind of like what you're saying, the world is not changed unless you dream. And so here is the quote that I have picked for episode number 23. If you have a heartbeat, there is still time for your dreams. And so with that, my friends, keep dreaming. And I will see you on the next episode of the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Thanks again. For hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion. And together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.